agrees with President Biden that a majority of Americans won't be vaccinated now until late July. The capability of a person in one category to get a vaccine differs greatly from state to state. Hopefully that will smooth out as we get more vaccine doses. A new survey finds more of us are settling in for a longer haul. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. The Gallup poll finds more than half of Americans believe the pandemic disruptions will last through the middle of this year. That's up from just 30% a couple of months ago. It comes as the government's vaccine distribution continues to have problems. 68% of those surveyed said they are very dissatisfied with the rollout. We just found out what a lot of Americans did with those $600 stimulus checks. They spent them. Retail sales were up 5.3% in January after three consecutive months of declines. A new study finds what you eat is tied to your risk of serious disease. CBS's Nancy Chen. Research published in JAMA Network Open found that lower risk for colorectal cancer was associated with higher intakes of fiber, calcium, and yogurt and lower intakes of alcohol and red meat. The study also found inactivity can affect the occurrence and progression of disease. S&P futures are down 10, Dow futures off 45. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. I love being able to share with our family who's listening how much we all love State Farm Insurance. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm has saved us money with our car and home insurance. I mean, you're my wife. You know how much I love a great deal. So, of course, I'm going to love the great rates and great service at State Farm. It's good for my wallet and for my family. State Farm meets my needs. Plus, I get to control how and what I want for my budget. And I do it all from their award-winning mobile app. Surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Here's the fort on dust. It may seem fine, but it's actually made of dead skin cells and dust white droppings. That's where Swiffer Heavy Duty Dusters come in, with thousands of specially coated fibers to track and lock dust in one swipe. Dust can't hide on ceiling fans and bookshelves anymore. When you're done, just remove the disposable cloth and voila! That dust is gone for good. Now that you know the dirt, say goodbye to the dust. Swiffer Heavy Duty Dusters. Stop cleaning. Start Swiffering. Tune in to see a plant put on its once-a-year show in the U.K. A rare moonflower cactus from the Amazon rainforest, taken as a cutting six years ago and carefully nurtured by Cambridge University botanists, is about to flower for the first time. At sunset any day now, the swelling bud will open, emitting a perfume to attract one of only two species of moths capable of pollinating it. Two hours later, a different scent emerges, and by dawn, it's all over. Catch it if you can. Cambridge Botanical Gardens set up a live webcam. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Smudged foreheads and blessings. It will be DIY this Ash Wednesday, the first of the COVID-19 era. The Vatican has instructed church leaders to hold drive-through services and give out to-go baggies of ashes to bless and apply at home. For Catholics, today marks the start of the Lenten period, leading up to Easter. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance, but you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You can save a lot 
of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family, MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. At Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank, member FDIC, CenturyNationalBank.com. Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 9 p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse at 410 West Union Street in Athens. America means innovation, where new ideas are born, tested, and brought to the world. America means determination, the grit, hustle, and hard work that built our country. America means opportunity, where tomorrow has a chance to be better than today. And America means home. We've weathered a lot, and we've been told how divided we are. But we're coming through it together. By pushing forward together, we can thrive. That starts by rebuilding America's infrastructure, our power generation, food production, manufacturing, and transportation networks. Which means hundreds of thousands of new jobs across the country. It's an investment in our communities. In roads, bridges, cleaner air and water. It's an investment in economic freedom and the promise of success for generations to come. It's an investment in us. It's going to take hard work, but we can get there. And we'll be stronger for it. Because, because America, America means business. business. Let's get America back to work. Let's invest in Ohio. Let's invest in us. Learn more at letsinvestinus.com. Paid for by Citizens for Responsible Energy Solutions Forum. Hey, it's Boots. Calls, calls, calls. Did I mention calls? We'll feature our favorite ones from our shows last year. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. These days we're all doing a lot more virtually. Which is why at Ohio Health, we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home. That includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty. Learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health. Hi, I'm Dr. Sophia Tolliver. As a family doctor, I know the health threat of the coronavirus is very real. And I also know that one of the best preventative measures you and I can take against it is to wear a mask. A mask protects you when you wear it, and it protects others as well. Along with social distancing and frequent hair washing, wearing a mask can help stop the spread. It's really pretty simple. We're all in this together. This message provided by Ohio Governor Mike DeWine and Irritan OED in this station. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM.
guess what? There may be some more en route. We're under certain warnings until Friday when? 5 p.m. or a.m.? A.m. Hey, it's time for our monthly update with the county commissioners. Chris Schmiel doing the duty today. We'll bring him on board here in a minute. I don't know. I, I'll just say, if you got to go through winter, I think there should be some times like this where you have, um, you know, it's a little bit challenging, that sort of thing. So anyway, let me see. Let me get all my buttons just right. There we go. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. There you are. Hi. Hey, um, and of course, folks, during this these times of COVID and everything like that, uh, often we have our guests via telephone. So uh, we're trying to do everything we can to keep everybody safe and healthy and all that. So, um, in fact, let's just move right to that. Um, the COVID thing, uh, you know, our health department has such an important role for our county and in um, society in general, you know. And um, let's see, now I'm due to get, I was supposed to get my first shot last Friday. Now it's going to be this Thursday. There was a delay because I had some exposure somewhere along the way. Anyway, um, so, you know, here you are, an Athens County Commissioner. How many terms now? Uh, this is my third term. That's cool, isn't it? Four-year term, right? Yes. So you're you're into uh, year uh, nine or ten at least, and uh, uh, starting year nine. Starting yep. year nine. Well, um, obviously it must agree with you, or you wouldn't keep doing it, right? Yeah, it's uh, my pleasure to serve the people, and uh, it's you know very interesting. Always things to learn and people to meet and uh, projects to work on. Plenty to do. Well, you know, we work closely with uh, Dick Gaskell, Dr. Gaskell, James Gaskell, and, of course, Ruth Dudding and others over there. And, um, boy, they're right in the limelight, right? Not limelight, that's not the right expression. They're right in the, um, well, they're in our focus with all of this COVID stuff going on. Talk to it. Talk to us about um, it from a, the point of view of a county commissioner and having some uh, role in, um, providing funding and everything like that for the health department. Yeah, I mean, I think we're just really lucky that we have a great health department. And, uh, you know, they are in a marathon here, you know, and I know it's been exhausting for them. But, uh, you know, it's great how our community pulls together. Uh, you know, we have great partnerships, I think, with uh, Ohio Health and Ohio University. So, uh you know, I think the light is at the end of the tunnel, and we're just trying to get through this next stage of the vaccines. And uh, I think with Jack, I mean, I mostly deal with Jack Pepper. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, he's just, uh, they're just, they're working as best they can, and I, I think they're doing a great job, and we're just lucky to have them. And, and uh, hopefully things will get back to normal here, or somewhat of a normal at some point here. Yeah, well, it's going to be a few months at least, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and maybe even a half a year yet. But 
Um, I'm the, the numbers. I, I do the numbers. I don't know if you've heard me, but um, I, I track Athens County, Ohio, the U.S., and the world. And uh, mm-hmm. this is a report that – how big a report is that, Scott? Pretty – Pretty, pretty good size. Pretty good size. Okay, we'll, we'll leave it at that. And that's just for the last four days. But I've been doing this since the whole thing began. Now, I'm starting to truly see what some of the, our leadership has been talking about, and that is a decrease in this, a decrease in that, um, an improvement in something else. Um, I. You know, it's taken a long time, but it's finally starting to show up, even for my eyes, you know? So uh, mm-hmm. it's encouraging. Um, you know, over the years here on this show, the, our monthly report with the county commissioners, we've had a lot of discussion about this sewer project. And that's out, um, let's see here, it's uh, along fifth. Um, well, it starts out a little... Out to, yeah, off of Richland Avenue, up that way, 50 to Radford Road. Right. Over over to 56 and uh, back the, to the city there on yeah. Union Street. And, um, well, it, it, it appears it, it, finally it's set, it's going to happen. Yes. And it's going to happen soon. Yes, we had our pre-construction meeting yesterday. And uh, we have the first contractor, uh, which is Fields Excavating. They're out of Lawrence County. Mm-hmm. And they they have, um, so the contracts, and, you know, this was a big part of the successes of us getting a successful bid is our, our new engineer, broke the project down instead of one big massive project he broke it up into five different groups and this was a lot more accessible to the you know small to mid-sized contractors in the region and you know our bid instead of it being you know we obviously had to change our bid um, you know estimate from I think we were at like 30-something, and we had to get up to about $50 million. Um, So this is a big project. Uh, we did come under that bid, though, uh, estimate of by about $4 million. And, uh, yeah, so the fields excavating, you may see on Route 50, uh, there's a, a little temporary uh, office that they've set up over there off of... Um, Kind of behind, there's a uh, a daycare center. Yes, yes, it's on Mr. Laughlin's property, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's going to be their field office, and they're doing those neighborhoods over there, uh, starting on uh, Fisher Road there, and going up into those communities on that side of the highway. So that's where they're starting, and that you know basically they're starting next week. Really? There, there's people out there. Uh, marking, uh, mm-hmm. you know, gas lines, water lines. There's a lot of, you know, things that have to be uh, located, et cetera. But it's it's real. It's happening, and it's starting pretty much now. And then the next group, which is TAM Construction, and you know what's great about that is TAM is a local company, right? 
Absolutely. And, and they're going to be starting in mid-March on the groups B and D. And then Day, uh, DV Weber is our third contractor, and he'll be starting, I think, in mid-April. And uh, also many of uh, the Weber's construction, they are local Athens County residents. So, you know, this $50 million project, some of it is going to stick into our community through, you know, uh, wages for these uh, this project to get done, which that's exciting. Yeah. Now, um, you know, it's no secret. Most of the people that are um, going to have their home systems change are currently on, I guess, septic systems, right? Yep. Now, um, how does it work? Do you turn a little bit on at a time, or do they all have to wait until the project's entirely done, and then, boom, they switch? Do you know the answer? You know, well, I would say that, it. you know, obviously this the waste is going to be going to the city of Athens. So there's different connection points mm-hmm. with the city of Athens, and I believe the city of Athens is in the process of, you know, making some upgrades at those connection points. I believe like Richland Avenue, uh, Elliottsville, and I think there's one other one on the uh, on the 56 side of things. So unless those, you know, obviously you can't start making things flow until that is is you know that next step is you know, that, uh, ready. That was kind of my point. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's going to be on a case-by-case basis at okay. this point. You know, it really depends on the project and making sure all the, you know, the pieces are in place to, to let things flow. And then there's, you'll get a connection, people will get a connection notice. We've, we had a series of uh, Zoom meetings with the, with the uh, residents in those areas. And, uh, you know, Gary Silcott from Stantec, he's our engineer, and, you know, we're just, putting everybody's phone numbers out there so that people have questions. They can call him directly. I mean, you can call a commissioner, but we don't have all those little details. Of course. That the engineer would have. So instead, just skip over us, go right to Gary. And then, you know, Gary's basically, as far as installation, you know, he's, it's a very transparent process where these, we have the phone numbers of all these different project managers and uh, the foremans. So, you know, if you want the answer, we, we get a hold of the right person, and so we try to keep it as direct and efficient as possible. There, um, we recently had, um, oh, help me, the, the head of um, EMS. Uh, uh, Rick Caleb. Yes, we had Rick, Rick Caleb's on mm-hmm. the air, <coughs> and he was talking about their new station, Uh, or that's uh, close to being ready, if not done. Um, But, you know, there's several construction projects or new buildings that the county is involved in. So um, why don't you uh, share with us some of those? Yeah, well, I mean, I am really excited for sure about the EMS station, Uh, primarily because, well, the EMS station that we were in is very small and uh, not real adequate for the uh, amount of people that we have down there. 
and it was something that was kind of hard to get a solution to. So it was great to collaborate with the city of Athens where they were able to provide, you know, this land that they were gifted from, uh, TS tech. And, uh, you know, so that, and, and then the design of the building where this is, this is what really excites me is that this is going to be the first net zero energy building in the region. So this place was, designed to be super energy efficient. It's got solar panels on it. So, you know, we're basically going to have this hopefully very cost effective, comfortable um, facility. It's It's got passive solar design. So there's a lot of natural light and uh, just real excited about that. And we used local contractors as well. Hoon um, was our our general contractor, we worked with uh, Don Dispenza of BDT Architects. He was great to work with. And then, you know, like all the subcontractors were local, you know, like Air Claws, Mountain Mechanical, um, you know, all the various subcontractors. You know, so again, that money stayed in our communities, which I you know, feel real good about that. And that'll be open. Hopefully, we're going to get, we've got a few more things to get uh you know, taken care of, but in the next week or so, real excited. Then uh, a couple years ago, through the land bank, we were able to get basically an abandoned Dollar General store in Gloucester. And this is uh, quite a large facility that they basically, they built a new Dollar General down the street, and they just weren't paying their taxes, and they were just basically abandoned this pretty new Dollar General building. So through the land bank, the county was able to obtain this property. We renovated it, and now it's our new record center, and it's really perfectly designed for something like this. We also put some offices out there and a conference room. So that is basically allowed us to empty out all of our offices that were at 184 Lancaster Street that used to be a collaborative thing with Job and Family Services and a record center in microfilm. So uh, we're going to be disposing of this 184 Lancaster Street. If anybody's interested, we'll be getting that on the market here soon. Um, and then we've got this great new basically free record center in Gloucester. So, and you know what's exciting about that is it just, it saved that building, gave it a new use, and, uh, you know, we're just, with the land bank, really trying to revitalize, you know, parts of our county, including Gloucester, Trimble Township, especially. And when you say a record center, <coughs> excuse me, when you say a record center, I think of um, uh, all the courts, system oh, yeah. and all of that. Um, yeah, there's an amazing amount of, you know, paper rules yeah. that government has to follow. Now, we we can uh, scan things mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, destroy them, and there's a there's called a records retention policy, and, uh, but, you know, this is, a lot of this stuff is historic. Uh, I was out there last week, and, you know, there's these old volumes of books that right. they haven't figured out a way to 
get rid of them yet, so we have to store them. And, you know, every department, every, you know, you've got the sheriff's office, the prosecutor's office, the auditor. I mean, the tra- I mean, it just adds up. It's a lot of stuff to maintain. And having one facility where it can all be kept in an orderly fashion, and we have a, a records clerk, so they can help manage that stuff for basically all those different county agencies. The thing that was, um, I was just thinking Gloucester, you know, it's a great place, but it's not exactly close to the courthouse. And, um, you know, I would think most of these documents are things that are used eventually uh, if they're needed in the courthouse. But um, Well, what happens is, you know, basically things kind of retire to the record center. I see. You know, like you have your current documents you're working with, and at some point, you know, you, you look at your records retention policy and you say, all right, all these documents from this date and before, we're going to, you know, dispose of them or put them in the records center. So actually, most there's not a lot of interface with the records center from the public or from other agencies. But what's nice is you can just, like, that's what the records clerk can also, uh, um, you know, assist with is like, hey, her name's Chelsea McKee. Say, Chelsea, can you find a journal entry about this topic? And she can look it up and, and go through and search for it and, you know, find it, scan it to you, and send it to you. So it's, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not a place that you're not going to go in the back and look for it. The clerk does that anyway. Okay. Well... Um, so let's see, a new EMS station and a new records center and, um, yep. and a building that eventually is going to be vacated on, on Lancaster street. Now, yes, sir. um, job and family services, didn't they used to be up there as well? Yes, they did. Um, they've over the last several years migrated out of it and, uh, they're, you know, we have our new place over on Union Street, the Ohio Means Job Center, which also has the veteran services. The former the old, the old former restaurant, a, sport, a sportsman restaurant? Correct. Okay, okay. So they, they moved a lot of stuff there, and that, that you know, we emptied out our uh, place in the Plains, which we were renting, and then we, you know, basically bought this facility, which we you know, in now, and then everything else went out to the county home mm-hmm. on State Route 13. Well, let's see here. Uh, I heard something about, uh, in fact, I think I have a guest coming up. I don't have my notes in front of me, but there's someone who's uh, keenly involved with some organization that represents the 22 or so Appalachian counties in Ohio. And they are, uh, they've got some sort of assistance from, I suppose, the feds. That means money. And they are going, they've selected four places within the 22 counties affected of Appalachia, Ohio. And, um, and within each, they've four I'm sorry, four locations, not four counties. And one of them is Chansey. 
And yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, it's well, actually five five communities. Okay, fine. And so different community leaders, so in this case, uh, Mayor of Chansey, Amy Renner, and I don't know if you've ever had her on your show, but... I think the name is very familiar. So she's I a think... highly motivated mayor. She's she's a young young person ish. I'm not exactly sure how old she is, but she's younger than I am, and I'm 50, so I don't know if that's young. But uh, she works really really hard. She's you know trying to do a lot of stuff in Chansey, and a big part of it is obviously the Bailey's mountain biking project, mm-hmm. Bailey's trail system. Um, but she participated in a an educational program through Jobs Southeast or Southeast Ohio, you know, which is uh, you know an economic development tool of the state, which is in our region. She participated in this training, which was the first step, and then after that, you could apply for this next grant, this planning grant, and she applied for it and got it. So that's what they're going to be working on is, you know, revitalizing Chansey's economics, uh, diversifying the economics of Chansey, et cetera. So if you want to get Mayor Renner on your show, I can send you her contact information. Yeah, that'd be helpful. I I already did write down Amy Renner, Mayor Chansey, um, for a future program, but send me her um, contact, and now that'll help me. Um, But you don't know really what it could mean in the long run to Chansey, right? Well, there's an article that I'm referencing right now, um, and it says that, this is a quote from Mayor Renner, we are beyond thrilled to receive this opportunity for guidance on economic development. With the main trailhead to the Bailey's trail system being in Chansey, we are moving into uncharted territory as we work to ensure that we are bringing about the change that we want to see. To receive real, actionable insight will be invaluable as we develop our plan for Chansey's future. So I know Bricker and Eckler, that's Mm a law firm around the state, they're involved with it as well. And so basically this Ohio Southeast Economic Development, Bricker and Eckler, the village leadership, I, I actually had reached out to Mayor Renner and asked if I could be involved on the team as well. Um, but, of course, so, they yeah, said they, no, right? Yeah, she said, no way, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding you, of course. So, that well, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I, I've got uh, someone from the overall Ohio organization coming in. Probably Mike Jacoby. No, uh, that's not a... Okay, because he, he's the director. Um, I think this might be someone more on the federal level because this is a multi-state thing, too. But um, then I, and I'll get the mayor of, um, of Chansey. That'll be good. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, see. SOPEC. Yes. Southern Ohio. Help me. Southeast Ohio Public Energy Council, um, it's your local, regional uh, energy, you know, manager, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been around for seven years, going on number eight. 
Now, when you say we, is this a um, just a group of people that care? Is this a, a formal organization through government? Is it what? How did it come about? Yes, it is a formal. It's called a council of governments. Okay. And actually, this is something that I worked on in my first term, and I didn't know anything about electrical aggregation, but I did some research on it and found that the southeast part of the state wasn't really utilizing this as a tool. Mm -hmm. And so we put it, it has to go and be on the ballot. It was on the ballot and in Athens County unincorporated. It was on the ballot in Amesville and it was on the ballot in the city of Athens. Passed in all those communities. And then we created SOPEC as a council of governments at that time. And that, so we started with three communities. Now we're up to 19 communities, wow. and uh, we have a new uh, executive director. He's our third executive director now. His name's Luke Solfridge. And uh, so, yeah, we've, we've been on this, in this last year, we, we went, I think, from six or seven to 19. So now we've got Belpre, we've got Chester Hill, we've got Gallipolis, we've got uh, Rio Grande. We've got Albany, Chansey, you know, we've got a lot, most of the communities in Athens County, Jacksonville, we've got Somerset, uh, Bookville, Lowell, New Straitsville, Racine, City of Logan. Yeah. So we've, we've, we've been on a great growth curve. We've, we've learned a lot. We save people money on their electric. We get 100% green energy. And then we also have a community grants program, and we negotiate all this stuff with our energy supplier, who right now is AEP Energy. And, uh, you know, and we let, use those let, grants. Let, let me ask about this. Sure. <clears throat> okay, so I suppose uh, my home's no different than any other. Um, we get lots of mail from mm -hmm. different companies wanting to... Uh, help lower your energy costs, and mm -hmm. um, and you know I I'll tell you and and this may reflect badly on me, but I am simply I've got AEP bills and that's that's it. I haven't tried anything uh, special or you know what I mean. Um, I just have an account and I pay it, but so you're. You're just with the, the default utility. I guess that's what it is. Now, okay. well, um, is, the, is SOPEC set up in such a way that, because it's so confusing, um, I don't want to take the time necessarily to sort out who's the best fit for me. But if I went to SOPEC, do they counsel individual homeowners on what they think is the best thing for them? Yes. And we do that all the time because, yeah, everybody is getting bombarded with those, you know, opportunities to join different programs. Yes. And to be clear, it's only about the generation part of your bill. It's not your distribution or uh, transmission. And your bill would look basically the same if you were in these different programs. It would still come from AEP Ohio. I get it. Uh, 
but the generation part is the, your opportunity to do something different. So a lot of times, like right now, there's a lot of people, a lot of these, these businesses out there, like contacting residents and saying, oh, we can get you 100% green energy. And they don't, you know, if you're a part of SOPEC, you're already getting 100% green energy. And, uh, could, you know, they, could someone be a member of SOPEC and not know it? Okay, so that, it's, what happens is this aggregation thing, it's called an opt-out aggregation. So the way the laws are written, every three years we send out these opt-out letters. You would see, if you live in the city of Athens, you'd see Mayor Patterson's signature. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm the chairperson of SOPEC. I would, you would see my name. So basically it would give you the rate the details of the, you know, with all that fine print that most people don't want to read. Right. And then if you don't send it in and say, I want to opt out, then you'll automatically be in our program. Now people will call you up. People send you things in the mail. You have to be very careful about what you agree to because you can get put into somebody else's program. And, you know, we, we do help individuals. We, we help nonprofits and such. Um, not too long ago, we discovered that, and, and I, I'm on the HAPCAP Board of Directors, which is the Hawking Athens Perry Community Action, you know, realized that they were in a program which they had thought was a good program, but when we looked at their bills, they were paying almost three times as much as they needed to be paying. Holy cow. So we, yeah, at, at their one facility up in Logan, the, uh, the food bank, we were able to save them like $30,000 a year, uh, by getting them in our programs. So there's, you know, people just need to be wary of that, but we do have a website. It's sopec-ohio.gov. We have staff people that, you know, can help look at your bill and help you sort all this out. Cause we're, that's what we do all the time. That's what SOPEC does. We just, we are an energy manager. And, you know, as far as I'm really proud that we started this organization, it's, uh, you know, created, we have four employees right now. We, well, we have three employees and a, uh, an AmeriCorps position. And, you know, we're keeping hundreds of thousands of dollars that would have been leaving our community in our region. So we're really excited about that. And then, where does you know, this uh, office exist? We have an office at the Innovation Center. Okay. Um, but we also have an office in Marietta as well. Mm-hmm. And as we grow, we're going to open up some more offices. Um, but you know, one of the things that when we negotiate our contract with AEP Energy, we we negotiated a community grants program. So all of our member communities, and we have different programs, but like, for example, in the city of Athens at the waste or at the water treatment plant, uh, there was a grant uh, through the Department of Energy about um, battery storage mm-hmm. and kind of reliability uh, during disasters. And, you know, we were, SOPEC was able to give, I think, $40,000 recently to that grant program, which basically was just a little bit of a leverage to get about $2 million in development down there. So, 
we feel really good about those kind of ways that we can support the communities. And then, you know, cutting edge wise, we, you know, worked with the city of Athens. It got on the ballot. It passed the carbon fee. And, you know, right now you can go to the uh, SOPEC website and the city of Athens has now collected, I believe, about $53,000, which is going to go towards more solar uh, projects on public buildings in the city of Athens. So, Folks, um, this morning uh, it is Chris Schmiel, who is an Athens County Commissioner in his third term and um, a frequent guest of ours here at the radio station, uh, Lenny Elias was going to do today, but now he's going to do next month. And Chris jumped right in. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, I didn't mean to cough in your ear there. Uh, but I did have my, um, what do you call it, my elbow. Uh, <laughs> all right, now, um, so let's see here, folks. If you have any questions, we can also uh, tell you you can, um, we can't do a lot of them, but we can do some, and you can dial 592-6646, and we can patch everybody together. All right. Now, SOPEC. So it sounds to me like my wife and I should talk to people at SOPEC and have them look at our bills and give us some advice, and that's what they're yeah. meant to do. Yep. Cool. Now, the land bank. Um, I've heard about this for a long time. Um, start at the top. How, how did it come about? Well, there's. I think there's every. I think there's about eight or ten states that have passed legislation to allow these land banks to be created, and we got. In, in this Ohio, I believe there's about 66 out of the 88 counties have now enacted the, or created a land bank for their county. We started ours back in 2018. And, uh, again, we do have a website, AthensCountyLandBank.com. And what we do is there are basically abandoned tax delinquent properties and this, a lot of this came out of the foreclosure crisis back in 2008. Yes. And uh, in, the, in Ohio, it started in Cuyahoga County. It then grew to the other large counties, and then it was opened up to any county. Um, so in, in Athens County, most of our work is, is focused in Trimble Township and Nelsonville primarily, even though we do work basically in every township, every nook and cranny of the county. Not so much in the city of Athens. Um, you know, the city of Athens has things like code enforcement, mm -hmm. and they're able to kind of stay on top of things a little bit better. And, uh, you know, they're not economically depressed like some of the other parts of our county. So, you know, basically our first project was in the village of Gloucester, and I don't know if anybody saw this, but there was a building right on... Uh, Route 13 that just one day collapsed. It was an old structure. And, uh, you know, the lady who, who owned it, she didn't have the means to really clean the place up. I mean, it was literally into the highway, you know, into State Route 13. Hmm. Um, and that was the first project. Uh, we were able to utilize 
a funding stream that's now dried up, but it was called uh, the Neighborhood Initiative Program, which was through some federal funds that got administered through OFA, the Ohio Housing Finance Agency. We got that place cleaned up, and then, you know, gosh, we've probably done about probably close to 50 demolitions around the county. So, again, these are... These are properties that are so bad off that, you know, at this point, there's the, the best thing to do is to demolish them. At um, that point, do they, be, do, re- do they become then public lands for, for public purposes or what? So they, it really depends on the, on the site. Okay. Um, and what we do is we try to work with the local government and we try to get, uh, applications from individuals that want to utilize the property. So those are called, uh, we, when we, we acquire them and then we dispose of them eventually. Mm-hmm. So it's really on a case by case basis. And it's the, the land bank is actually, it's a quasi governmental nonprofit. It has a five member board, which includes the treasurer of the County, which is Rick Wasserman includes two uh, county commissioners, so myself and Commissioner Eliason are on it. It also has the mayor of the largest city, so that's Mayor Patterson. And then usually there's a township trustee, and we have uh, Greg Andrews, who is the uh, um, Waterloo township trustee, who is also, used to work at HapCap and is also a, a real estate agent, so he kind of brings a lot to the table. And uh, actually... T- at 11 o'clock, we're going to have a, another land bank board meeting. It's virtual, so if you want to you know, uh, zoom into it and hear what we're doing, um, that's an opportunity to do that. We meet monthly. Let me just ask. Athens County Commissioner, three terms now. Um, how, how many times a day does your phone ring with a member, um, a citizen who lives in our county, with some sort of question or other? Um, well, you know, it's sporadic. You know, we get emails, we get phone calls, but, you know, basically pretty regularly with, with the public ask, you know, trying to assist them in whatever questions they have or needs. I mean, would you say there is a typical half dozen inquiries daily in one form or another, or is it less or more? Mm. I'd say it's less than that. I'd say maybe a half dozen a week. I mean, as far as, well, if I'm just thinking uh, phone calls, but, you know, we do get a lot of emails. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get people just stopping by the office, too, you know, so it's, and then I'm at the farmer's market, you know, so that's another spot where people kind of interact and ask me questions. And, How is the cheese these days? The cheese? Yeah, the cheese. Cheese is, cheese is good. Um, you know, it's in the aging room mostly. Yeah. Um, the goats are pregnant and getting ready to have babies in a couple weeks. How many goats are we talking about? Uh, we've got about 45-ish goats that we milk. In the last four or five days, I've discovered a TV show I've never seen before. And it's on like channel eight or nine on my system. And 
um, TBD, which to me means to be determined. But anyway, it is the weirdest channel. It's a bunch of just little clips of animal things and funny things and odd things like um, that would be posted on the Internet on like, well, anyway, it's fascinating, though. But, um, you know, the number of times they feature goats is is quite remarkable and and goats goats doing cute things and of course there's a lot of dog stuff and a lot of cat stuff but they also have goats and llamas and well anyway um interesting i'll check that out we're kind of off track here a little bit but that's my fault (laughs) listen um okay so Yes, you are at Farmer's Market regularly on uh, Saturdays. Uh, I'm sure the Wednesday one's diff- more difficult for you. But uh, on yeah. Saturdays, uh, many people I see swing by and they want to talk about something, right? Yes. And uh, so not only are you pushing some wonderful cheese, you're also uh, dealing with your commissioner's position. And yeah. it makes a lot of sense, actually. It's a very accessible location for people. Okay, the Outdoor Recreation Council of Appalachia, Orca. Um, Now, you've already mentioned a little bit about this Bailey's Trail uh, system. Uh And Orca, besides being a whale, it's this outfit here in Appalachia. Um, Do we have an Athens chapter? Where's Orca out of? Well, this is another council of governments that, you know, started in Athens County. So similar to SOPEC, um, you know, even though it's starting in Athens, I I do believe that ORCA will grow to be a regional entity. So ORCA Um, really grew out of right here? Yes. Cool. And uh, Mayor Patterson is the current chairperson. And... uh, Mayor Renner is on it. She's vice chair. Uh, Commissioner Eliason is the county's appointment to the board. And uh, also, let's see, the um, York Township is on it. And I think the village of Bookdale is joining soon. So it's right now it's focused on this Bailey's Trail system. Now, the Bailey's um, Trail system, let's that's, that's, uh, that's pretend someone's had their head in the... Uh, uh, well, in the clouds. Um, what is Bailey's Trail? Okay, so the Bailey's Trail System, and there's a website, baileystrailsystem.org. You can go check it out. It's this collaborative uh, project that is got, I think right now they're up to 26 miles of trail, and it's mountain bike optimized trails. So the trailhead right now is, the main trailhead is at the village of Chansey. If you're driving out Route 13, you'll turn left on a Bailey, West Bailey run, and there's an entrance there. Uh, there was a, some CDBG funds spent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're wrapping that project up right now where a bathroom was built and a parking lot. Um, you know, there's been millions of dollars of projects you know, grant projects secured for this this uh, trail system. 
and the gist of it is, is this is going to be the largest uh, trail system when we're done. It's going to have 88 miles of trails. It's going to have a trailhead in Chansey, uh, Doneville, which is just south of uh, Nelsonville, and then Bookdol. Um, so if you haven't been on it, you can, this time of year, you can hike it. Uh, there's, they don't allow bikes this time of year. But, um, you know, the idea is that outdoor recreation is a way for our economy in Appalachia to, you know, thrive. And, you know, the hills make it really hard to build big factories, um, but they make great mountain biking trail systems. So that's the vision. You know, it takes advantage of the Wayne National Forest, which is, you know, about eight percent of Athens County is the Wayne National Forest, you know, and this is a way to create economic opportunity in the communities surrounding the Wayne National Forest. So, so can you name a person or two that have, um, this was their idea? Well, it actually, I believe a lot of it came from this, the previous guy who ran the Wayne National Forest, uh, Tony Scardinia. Okay, yes. I think he was, a bit, he was a big part of it. But, I mean, I think the vision of the Athens Bike Club and uh, Councilman Pete Kotsis was a big part of that. Sure. You know, it's just they were building these trails out at Stroud's Run, at Lake Hope, and then this sort of just took it to the next level and, uh, I had never really done a lot of mountain biking on trails, you know, and ride on roads and stuff. But, you know, I really fell in love with this whole thing. It's a, it's a great, healthy, you know, activity. Um, and the way that the, the trails are designed, it's like you're on a roller coaster or something. They're just very accessible, but lots of fun. And, uh, you know, you're out in nature, um, my friend and I would, were going every Thursday evening after work, and there'd be, you know, just tons of people out there after work. It's a great way to, you know, end the day in a healthy way. Um, there's also a local uh, mountain biking team for, for kids called the Cougar Bats. The what? Uh, the actually, Cougar what? Cougar Bats. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay. And they're, they're going to have a uh, an event there this fall. And, uh, you know, so basically, you know, it's tourism. Like, how do we use tourism to build our local economy? And this is going to be a great asset. And it's, you know, if you go to the Bailey's Trail System website, I mean, there's people that are already coming here. We get these reports. Um, you know, and I've been on the trail, met people from, you know, lots of people from Columbus. Uh, Cincinnati, Zanesville. I mean, there's people coming from Michigan, Maine, all over the place. Sounds and there's good. people that just tra- travel around the country just going to trails like this. We've got to do three quick brief ones because I didn't realize how late it was. We have uh, just a little over three minutes. Um, let's see. Economic development. We've got a new director there, right? Yep. And Molly Fitzgerald. Have you had her on yet? No. And I don't even know that name. Should I have known that? Well, well, she was the assistant director previously. Okay. Um, 
but I'll send you an email to introduce you to her and, and get her on there as you know, the show as well. Okay. She's doing a great job. Now, uh, our Athens County Convention and Visitors Bureau, we got a new yep. person there, yep. right? We got a new person there, Boone Troyer, and he was also, uh, you know, part of the bench, so to speak, where he was able to step up and assume the new role of director. And, and at the same time, a lot of the board has uh, evolved, and so um, Sean Kaiser of Kaiser Barbecue, uh, he's the board chair, and he's done a really good job of helping with the transition. So I, if you haven't had Boone on, I would suggest that as well, and I'll send you an email to connect you with Boone and Molly. Okay. Now, um, and then there's a thing I've not heard about, age-friendly Athens County. Yes. What's that? Okay. So this is a it's a long term project. It started at the at OU through the HCOM, which is Health Community Health. I forget what that all stands for, but well, Heritage College of Medicine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this is a project that is happening all over the world, actually, and it's started at the global level. It's the World Health Organization. The U.S. sponsor is AARP. Okay. So, um, is how does Athens County make itself uh, a better place to age in place? We got because, one. We got one minute now. Yep. So we do have a Facebook page. We have. If anybody wants to get involved with that, you know, please let me know. We have different. They call them domains uh, to get involved in, and we're trying to do it all around the county. So, we'd love to get more people involved with that. Well, Chris, uh, as always, good to have you on the show. We'll talk to you. Um, I guess next month we, we may have Lenny, but we'll get to you the next time after that, maybe. Um, Sounds good, Dave. And um, in the meantime, I'll take some uh, cheddar curds or something. Okay. Uh, okay, so I'll see you f uh, Saturday. All right. Uh, well. Take care there. All right. Let's see here. Um, let me get all my switches just right. There we go. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow is who? Oh, Steve Patterson. Never heard of him. No, he's the mayor of Athens, of course. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WPTH This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The suburbs of Houston and Austin are being hit with another ice storm like the one that tore down power lines and knocked out electricity to almost 3 million customers in Texas this week. Correspondent Omar Villafranca begins our coverage from Dallas. State power officials readily admit that the demand absolutely blew past their predictions. Governor Greg Abbott is now calling for a probe into ERCOT, and that's the group that runs Texas' power grid. The CEO of ERCOT told us he welcomes any investigation. Meanwhile, the CDC tells CBS News the weather is affecting coronavirus vaccine distribution because it's impacting shipping hubs that are in Memphis, Tennessee, and Louisville. At least 18 deaths are now blamed on the storm. Places like Lexington, Kentucky, bracing for around three of bad weather. As people dig 
out from one and two. Forecasters predict another four to six inches of snow today. Dylan McElwain owns a pawn shop in Seymour, Indiana, where they already have almost a foot on the ground. We can't write people loans that need money in the tough times during the pandemic, and i got to keep the lot clear for them. A pharmaceutical testing firm in the U.K. is looking for volunteers, healthy and willing, to be infected with the coronavirus. HVivo's Andrew Catchpole says they'll be part of trials to see how variants respond to vaccinations. These trials will only be conducted on the population that are considered the absolutely lowest possible risk. Queen Elizabeth's husband is in the hospital. Buckingham Palace says the Duke of Edinburgh was admitted to a London hospital last night as a purely precautionary measure after feeling under the weather for a few days. It's understood the 99-year-old consort of Queen Elizabeth went by car, not ambulance. He is not believed to be suffering from COVID. Queen Elizabeth remains at Windsor Castle, where the couple have been self-isolating since last March. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. In our series, Unifying America, we take a look at the plight of black farmers in this country. CBS's Allison Key says many want the new administration to right some wrongs. In 1910, they were 14% of the nation's farming population. Today, that figure was just 1.4%. This week, two bills were introduced to the Senate to address years of discrimination against black farmers. I need action. I need them to put this bill in place. Abraham Carpenter Jr. is among those disturbed by President Biden's choice of Tom Vilsack to lead the Department of Agriculture. Former President Trump's Plaza Casino along the boardwalk in Atlantic City is no more. It took 3,000 sticks of dynamite to implode the building in seven seconds this morning. The Dow is down 13 points. S&P off 10. This is CBS News. Indeed delivers great candidates fast. In fact, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. More at Indeed.com slash credit. Rock Legends, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. The brothers of the band The Bee Gees had their ups and downs over the years. But today, with two brothers gone, Barry Gibb wishes he could have every moment back. After the last brother passed, that was the most difficult period. People have said, so you had a breakdown. No, I didn't have a breakdown. I just didn't know where to go. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. I'll be right there. Uh, we got to redo the whole thing. Then. Indeed, those unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. Like at Phil's Machine Shop. To keep carving out more revenue, he needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. Pitchers and catchers report to spring training today after a season whipsawed by COVID. Last year, it was one of the early spring.